Is this, are we back? Is this the return? It is the return. It's been since July. It has been, we are coming back from our eighth month hiatus from January 12th. It has been eight months. It is now March 2nd, 2022. A lot has changed since the last time we filmed. Listen, last season, the 2021 season, we like we knew who was going to be in the finals this year. You got yeah, solid four teams from each conference that are championship level. Last last time we talked, the basketball world looked a lot different. We did. Last time we talked, we were both sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> both drivers. Yeah, a lot has changed, but we're the same. We're the same same two hosts making the return. Thomas mentioned in the last podcast that uh, I did quote the Cleveland Cavaliers as being a lifeless team that Kevin Love so happy to see. <laughs> um, yeah. Since then, the Cavaliers are now the fifth team in the East. <laughs> Look like, you know, they're going to run the league for a few years. Amen. We learn. Um, a, lot, a lot changes. A lot changes in a, in a couple months. Yeah. So With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the On The Clock pod- podcast. Feels good saying that again. Yeah, it's been a minute. Today, we will be going over all the moves made during the tra- de- trade deadline within our beloved NBA. Going over them, reviewing them, talking about it, breaking down, seeing what happened. The only trade that we will not be covering in today's episode is the league-shattering James Harden trade. We'll be going up, be going over that in a following coming-up episode. I feel like we both got a lot to talk about there. Some I more. especially got a lot to talk about. Um, got to get a lot off my chest in that one. That episode will come. It could get emotional. Yeah, yeah. That one. There's lots to cover, a lot to go over. I think we should just get right into it. All right, so with the first trade that happened in the uh, uh, the month of February, um, you know, kind of like the prime of the trade deadline, we have the Blazers and the Los Angeles Clippers. Deal mm. included Norman Powell and Robert Covington going yeah. to for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and Detroit's 2025 second round pick. Mm-hmm. So obviously. By no means are any of those five guys superstars are closest mm-hmm. to level talent. But, you know, it's role players for role players. And mm-hmm. everyone knows a championship team needs a supporting cast. Yeah. I think Norman Powell can provide that for the Clippers. He is averaging, mm-hmm. like, 19 points. Mm-hmm. So, then great addition also in the absence of Kawhi and Paul George as of recently. Mm-hmm. You know, he can come off the bench or he can start. A full healthy Clippers team will be on the bench. To provide that spark of sport. But for right now, he's getting that starting role, which I think he deserves. Yeah, you know, Norman Powell and Robert Covington, they're no superstars by any means. But they're role players who can come in and be a spark plug when needed. You know, last year, Norman Powell showed sparks of great player potential, right? <laughs> he, he had those runs where it made him a valuable trade asset that clearly the Clippers were looking for. And I think he could potentially help them. A team that I don't think was particularly helped was the Blazers. 
Yeah, that's mutual. You know, one of the reasons being, obviously, a man who a lot of people feel get disrespected, me included, this man, Damian Lillard, poor guy, you know, over over the first couple of days in in the month of February, his whole his whole supporting cast, his whole team vanished. It dis it it, it snapped away from him. <laughs> it disappeared before his eyes. And you know, this is this was a big two big pieces of that team that you know Dame almost relied on. You know, Robert Covington, Rocco was a you know sometimes an underlooked defensive presence that was like reliable there. I mean, for his size, he's six seven, but he could play the he could play the five. Yeah, especially with the whole small ball thing that mm-hmm. uh, is way around the league. So you know, you need you need a versatile guy like Robert Covington. You know, he's a, he's yeah. a the floor. He's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he brings in some sort of defensive anchoring, which mm-hmm. the Clippers do need as they um no longer have Serge Ibaka. Yeah, so, a great fit for that team and Ty Lue, but we'll get into that later. Um, as for I think... the Blazers, mm-hmm. um, you know, Justice Winslow, as as a guy who wasn't on, in the league last year, I don't know what Portland sees in him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's a, a he's a, I think he's an above average player. I just think that you know, being not being in the league last year is kind of slows you down. Mm-hmm. Like Keon Johnson, listen, like he's 19 years old, it's his rookie year, so I'm not yeah. gonna, no, you know, talk down on him too early. But there's potential, you know, who knows? He could blossom. I mean, he does get many minutes this year. He's averaging three and a half points a game. True. So I just think that they're trusting the process on that. Um, If we had to declare a winner for the it's unanimous, the Clippers win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this also depends on, like, if Keon Johnson, like, it's a, it's a developmental piece. Yeah. Like, say, hypothetically, he develops into, like, a – like a solid player. Who knows? We can revisit this later on and maybe exactly. it'll change, but it's a lot of what ifs. Yeah. So unanimous decision, Clippers come out with that one. Yeah. This this next trade is well, we're stepping up from uh Ooh. Norman Powell. So we have the Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers. And uh, and the Indiana Pacers this isn't their first time on the list. Mm-hmm. You they make a a blockbuster trade, some would say. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll go over that one later on. Um, so this deal that was you know happened February seventh. So we went the February fifth and sixth with no news, mm-hmm. as we all expected a Woj bomb, but we didn't get one. Um, the Cav- took the day off. <laughs> he did take the day off. So the Cavaliers in this trade received Karis LeVert and um my the Miami Heat's twenty twenty two second round pick in exchange. For Ricky Rubio, a 2022 lottery protected first round pick, and two second round picks of this year's draft owned by Houston and Utah. Mm. So, oh, I, I may be a little biased for this one as a <laughs> Nets fan, but I always have a soft spot for Karis Levert and what he did in the bubble by himself. Mm-hmm. But again, I think the Cavs win this trade. Well, not again, but I think that the Cavs win this trade. Cavs win this hundred percent. I mean, Cares Levert, he's young. Um, yeah, twenty-seven he, years of age, getting buckets. 
and he's a bucket getter. Yeah, he could start. He could come off the bench. I, mean, I believe for that Nets team, he came off the bench and, and he had a fifty point game. Yeah, disgusting. Um, I mean a lottery a lottery protected first round. Like if you told me a first round pick, then I would say it's you know first round pick. No matter what, it's always good. But mm-hmm. being lottery protected for Cleveland, um, kind of decreases the value of that. Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio, he's not the flashiest guy. He's he's a vet. He's not really a vet, but yeah. mid thirties or thirty. I think he's thirty, but he's thirty one. He's thirty one. Sorry, yeah. and you know, he could get you. He gave you some assists. He gave you some points, but in the long run, like who would you rather have on your team, Carisover or Ricky Rubio? He's not. He's not going to be there for that much longer. I think ten out of ten people would say Carisover. Yeah, the picks in the end it needed a change. I don't know if this was a change. Yeah, we saw, we saw, we'll go over later on, but the Pacers, age-wise, they took a couple steps back. They kind of, they made a couple moves to, on the, during the trade deadline. They want to revamp or go a different direction than the way they were currently going. Mm-hmm. And grabbing three, three first-round picks, or not three first-round picks, but three picks clearly I... shows the direction that they're trying to go here. Yep. So overall, and and I think Karis Levert fits what the Cavs are trying to do. They're fun, young, a bunch of a bunch of young bucket getters who who have a lot of potential of making runs in the future. You know, mm-hmm. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. Obviously, I know we talked about it in the last episode. We wanted to see Sexland coming up in the the <laughs> next season. Unfortunately, he went down with an injury. But all these guys are still young and. There's a. I'm really looking forward to seeing this Cavs team throughout the years to come. I mean, I, they they've earned this 36 and 25 record they have. They have um, an All Star in Jared Allen and an All Star in Darius Garland, and mm-hmm. Evan Mobley is looking like, you know, possible future superstar of a big man. Yeah. I, I seven foot. He moves like a point guard, which is scary. I got a soft spot for Mobley to him. My fantasy team. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think unanimous this year we can agree Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On to the next trade. Um this came a day later. This involves Portland again and mm-hmm. the New Orleans Pelicans. Um mm-hmm. this trade consisted of CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell heading over to New Orleans. Um in return, the Blazers got Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Thomas Sadoransky, and Didi Luzada. A 22 first round pick, which was protected, and two second round picks um, of the year 2026 and 2027. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to let you say your thoughts first. And then. So looking at this, the Blazers, they got a lot. They, they did get a four, lot. F- four players and three picks. Three picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, again, going back to the Portland Trailblazers situation, the Dame. Losing more of his guys, losing his guy and CJ, that, that, that the was... guy in the past who he's called his brother. Mm-hmm. It's tough to see them go separate, and you know, obviously, to see the Pelicans getting the best player in the steal, and you know, I would see say the Pelicans won this straight off front value, but you know, the situation going down in New Orleans with Zion, apparently, according to reports 
after the trade went down, Zion never never actually reached out to CJ. To welcome him to his team. Yeah, you know, Zion, that's supposed to be his team. Like, the future is supposed to build around him. But, like, when you think New Orleans, you think Zion Williamson. And for yeah. him to his, you know, new teammate who is a very good NBA player. Any team in the league yeah. would a guy like that. You know, it's, like, not, it's not showing good, like, a good environment right there. Right? Almost a sense of he doesn't want to be there. You never know. Or, like, disinterest. This year. We'll see. I would, I would still say, off of what helps right now, I would still say the Pelicans. Because CJ, Larry Nance, CJ's a great player, great all-around player. Been watching him play for a while. Larry Nance can fill, in, fill a role, a needed role. Um, I'm pretty sure Tomas Sadorazowski isn't even on the Blazers anymore. Yeah, I don't know what team he's on, but... I, I think he was on the Wizards. I think he's on the Wizards right now. I think he ended up getting traded to the Spurs, and then he, he got bought on, out to the Wizards. He is on on Washington. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, the Blazers not fully utilizing their trade that they received. I mean, they are because they're dishing them other places. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what's in full effect and working right now? I'd say the Pelicans. I'm um, I'm with you on that. CJ McCollum. You know, if I had to break down the two heads of you know two faces of this trade, you have CJ McCollum and Josh Hart. CJ McCollum is thirty, so you know he is getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. But he's averaging twenty two points this year. Josh Hart, who's younger, he's twenty six. He mm-hmm. fourteen points, seven and a half rebounds, and four assists. Um, so he is, you know, doing stuff for Portland. I don't know if, you know, Portland gave away. A two guard and CJ and Josh Hart, you know, he is six five. He could play the two guard, he could play the three. But the, what Anthony Simons is doing for Portland, I don't think. Oh. What they need. Or Nikhil Alexander Walker for that um reason. Anthony's stepping up. He is having a great year. Um really he's showing that, you know, he's not just a guy who can win dunk contests. He's more than that. <laughs> Get you buckets every night. Stepping up in the absence of Dame. Yeah, I mean, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he's not. He's on Utah now. Portland doesn't even have him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sadoransky's on Washington, and Didi Luzada is still on the team. But mm-hmm. in his uh, five games that he's played this year for New Orleans, he uh, hasn't scored once. <laughs> he's in the hoop once this year. So, that's funny. That's just... Um, <laughs> That's just New Orleans, but yeah, just take this guy from us. We don't want him. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony, go ahead. Dropping a 50 50 100 year last year. Absolutely historic. Tony Snell bandwagon. I'm on it. I'm the conductor. I'm front in line. (laughs) You see the thing that said um, Josh Hart and Larry Nance switched houses? Yeah. That That I thought was funny. So. Based off right now, I'll say I'll say Pelicans got it. Yeah. I think that's where I'll stand, even after Zion comes back, depending on how that works out. Because you know the talent, it's on the Pelican side right now. But you know, one ball, you know, everyone's got to be able to play with the ball. We've mm-hmm. seen it break a team's apart. Um, you know, some hits, some hits close to home for the Nets. You know, having three superstars that are ball dominant players, ah. share the same ball. Mm. But I don't know. 
But I think what CJ is doing for New Orleans is very good. They're clear consensus, consensus, unanimous decision. New Orleans wins the trade. Yeah. So on to the I quote as I was saying, block the big boy, Indiana and Sacramento. So we all know Sacramento. They've been you know a very quiet team ever since they've actually been a franchise. Never been to the NBA Finals. Is always just kind of they've always kind of been outcasted. You know, in my opinion, I'd say Sacramento, probably like a bottom franchise in the league. If I had to pick a team and say which was the worst overall franchise, I'd probably say the Kings, based on a lot of things. You know, they I don't d- have the best draft record, track record. Yeah, I mean they're a horribly ran franchise. Their owners, mm-hmm. the unit has been like doing some random moves. Um, the coach of Sacramento. I don't know if it's still Luke uh, Luke Walton or not. I think it is. I think Luke it is. Walton. I mean, you saw, like, as an NBA player, okay, like, you know, some coaches could be really bad NBA players. I like Doc Rivers, for example, is okay NBA player, but he's a very great coach. Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's why I feel like, you know, you're correct on that statement. The uh, the Kings aren't. Uh, yeah. As- but anyways... The Pacers yeah, and, and weren't there rumors that the Kings were trying to trade for Ben Simmons? <laughs> who, Every, who would trade for Ben Simmons? Team in the league one. Who, who would trade for Ben Simmons? Yeah, what? Anyways. <laughs> um, so on the same day as the, <laughs> this Portland trade, the Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson in, in return for DeMontis Sabonis, Jer- uh, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 2023 second-round pick. Mm. I know where I stand on who wins this trade. Yeah. Oh, well. Same page. Tristan Thompson is no longer with the Pacers. That is true. He got moved pretty early. He's with the Bulls now, I'm pretty sure. He is with with Chicago. I mean, I've tried to think about this from a lot of different, different perspectives. I tried to think about it from the Kings' perspective. Like, this is clearly a win-now move, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a win-now move, but the Kings aren't a win-now team. All right, with the record of 23-40, and 40, I don't think they're making even a play-in push. Exactly. And, and- <laughs> Indiana's 21-42. and 42. I mean, they're both bottom-tier teams of their conference. Hey, and at least the Pacers, like, understand what they're trying to do here. Like, they're trying to get a younger group together through Tyrese. Mm-hmm. And I said this take maybe a couple days after he got traded. Tyrese could be, if they build around him right, he could be the best point guard Indiana's ever seen, right? A lot, I know it's really early, he's really young, but the potential is 100% there. And another thing for Sacramento, you think of Sacramento basketball like... Like it's not the most appealing spot to play, you know. Also, being in one of the tougher divisions, yeah, division, oh, brutal, brutal. The big division, they don't play around. You have the, you know, the second best team in the league. Mm-hmm. You have the Los Angeles Clippers, who have been haunted by injuries. And speaking of another team that's been haunted by injuries, you got the Lakers, and then you also have the best team in the league by seven whole games. Oh, I'm pretty sure the Nets are in the East, though. Oh, all right, but. <laughs> Um, so no, go ahead. So, you know, Sacramento is in a very, very tough, uh, spot, toughest division, arguably toughest division mm-hmm. in 
toughest conference, arguably, in the yeah. league. Um, I mean, Sabonis, he was, he's uh, a multi-time all-star. Yeah. Um, he's averaging 19 and 12. So and he's only 25, too. He is only 25. Um, but comparing him to also another face of this trade, Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. um, giving you 15 points, four rebounds, and eight assists tonight. Yeah. And he's 22 years old. It's, he's uh, This is his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. A few nights ago, giving you um, a point spread of 21, 14, 22, and 23. And very good. You want to see it on a young guy. Mm-hmm. And to add on to Indiana's you know, a sharpshooter, Buddy Heald. I think that's a great tra- uh, piece, although he's mm-hmm. making money, which some people think he doesn't deserve. Uh, he could shoot the lights out. I mean, he's a thirty high 30, low 40% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. He's one to have a guy like that. Give you yeah. 50, right? Former three-point champ. Exactly. Um, Tristan Thompson, no disrespect to Tristan Thompson, not like... <laughs> This, but I think he's very relevant to this trade. He's had his time. He's had his time. He's had his time with Cleveland. Yeah. Um, and then guys like Justin Holliday and Jeremy Lamb. I just also think they have they don't add any value. I just mm-hmm. think that they need that for contract purposes. They just had to throw some guys in there. Yeah. And then the 2023 second rounder that the Kings got, a second round pick for the Kings, he's probably gonna turn into nothing. Yeah. Um you know, it doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons for the Kings because, like we said, like I said, the track record drafting wise that the Kings have is atrocious. Like, I saw this thing on IG. It was like the the players that the Kings passed up on draft in the draft. It was like Steph Curry, Giannis, Luca. Like it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Like you you drafted Marvin Bagley over Luca, over Luca Trey Trey Young. Yeah. Oh, DeAndre Ayton. I was, uh, Jonathan Isaac, I mean, that was a bad move. Mm-hmm. I, we can make that a whole another episode of just why the, <laughs> the Kings, uh, just the Kings as an organization. Yeah, and like the one of the one I say you hit on, you obviously hit on De'Aaron Fox, and then you obviously hit on Tyrese, mm-hmm. and then Tyrese is like he he publicly comes out and says how happy he is to be there and how he wants to change the culture of the organization, and then you just deal him in this deal, and then you boot him. Yeah. No, sorry. So I think based on hearing that, we can conclude yeah. uh, Indiana clear, clear. When I think, up. yeah, I think this is a, a smart long-term move for the yeah. Pacers to get their guy to build around. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, second uh, trade of the this day. I right, know moving on to the February 9th, second to last day of the, the trade deadline we have the Jazz and a three team trade we have the Jazz Blazers and the Spurs. So two of these guys have already popped up on the list. Um Nikhil mm-hmm. Alex Walker and Thomas Sadaransky. So the Jazz in this three team deal got Nikhil Alexander Walker and Juancho Hernan Gomez. And the Blazers received Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes and a second round pick from Utah. And San Antonio received Thomas Sadaransky and a second round pick from Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think clearly the best player in this in this package, I'd say, is Joe Ingles. Jingles. Um, we all know his love for Utah, and I'm gonna get this out of the way now. Portland got finessed. 
I mean, <laughs> Joe Ingles is he's thirty four. He's been in the league for this is his eighth year now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe Ingles has so much love for that Utah team. I mean, he he's a free agent at the end of this year. Everyone expects him to decline his player option. He's and, going back to Utah and go back to Utah. He's like so, he said. He said, "Go get value out of me now." I'm gonna I'm gonna decline my player option. I'm gonna come back. So I think that's a huge L for the Blazers. Out of the 25 minutes we've been recording, Portland just getting consistently just L on top of L on top of L and getting finessed by a guy named Joe Ingles. I mean, that's don't be, don't be bad at the deadline. You yeah, fix all this. Um, th- there's nothing flashy about this. Make a good move, and two juniors in high school won't rip on you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think there's a. I won't really say there's a clear winner. I mean, there's all guys that get little to no minutes on their team. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and Joe Ingles isn't even playing this year. Like, he's he's done, right? Didn't he tear his ACL? Yeah, he's gone. For yeah. Dude. So, I think for that reason, uh, I don't even know who. I think I would say Utah. Yeah, I, was, I would say Utah, too. Because Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like, young. he's young. Average twelve points per game. I, don't know, I just I, I really have nothing to say about this deal. It, it doesn't. It, it, it's mid. It's very, if I had to say a winner, I would say the Jazz. Yeah. You want you want to talk about a blockbuster one? Thunder and the Heat. The Thunder get <laughs> KZ Okbala, and the Heat get a twenty twenty through twenty twenty six second round pick. <laughs> I Man. mean, I don't know what Miami was thinking with this deal. You have a guy in KZ uh, Okpala that's giving you four points a night for a, a second-round pick. I mean, long-term. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just think I that... I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Thunder waved him. <laughs> I won't be surprised. I'm pretty sure he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> I think this trade might have been the most blockbuster trade we've <laughs> I mean, this is a trade that people talk about in ten years that reshaped the entire league. You know, I, I, I honestly, th- I would say, I actually, I would say the Heat. I like it. The Heat. I like this for the Heat. You know, the Heat. Low key. Win low this. key. Because if KZ Opala, bro, well, what are we doing? He's Come young. On. I'll give him that. He's twenty-two years of age. Has been in the league for two years. He. I don't think he's really had a chance to really shine to show out. Yeah. Give him his moment. You know. But, you know, if the Heat weren't liking what they were seeing in the gym, in the lab, then and you want to say, all right, we'll Send them scrap them, get a pick, try and redo what they did. Props to them. I mean, at a second-round pick, if Spo is still working for that franchise by the year 2026, I think Spo knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Very good. I mean, he has drafted Dwayne Wade and um, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Hero. And picked up an uh, uh, undrafted Duncan Robinson. I think he knows he knows how to seek talent mm-hmm. pretty well. And and KZ Opala, he was a second round pick. So I mean, you're just getting second rounder for your second round pick that you drafted. Yeah. <laughs> so another arguably blockbuster trade here. We've got um the Magic and the Celtics. <laughs> this happened we're at, right now. We're at February 10th, aka the last day of this trade deadline. Um, the Magic land, Bull Bull, P.J. Dozier, a future second round pick and cash considerations in return 
Boston receives a 2023 second round pick. Mm-hmm. Orlando wins this. Yeah. I mean, to give away one second round pick in the year that we graduate for a bowl <laughs> and a future second round pick and cash considerations. All right. That's yeah. your... Come on. So, first off, PJ Dozier isn't even on Orlando anymore. Damn. Just get that out of the way. He's not with the team anymore. Um, Bobol agent. No, yeah, I, I, I've always had. I always liked Bobol. He's always, how do you like? How do you not like this guy? Right? How, exactly. How could you not like him? Seven two, like moves like a point guard, plays yeah. like a point guard. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting a future second and cash consideration. As oh, as a Nets fan. I can tell you, we love our cash considerations. <laughs> we love them so much. But I am not. I would say I would say the Magic win this. Even even if it was for just Bull Bull and a second, I would still say the Magic win it because I think Bull Bull. Obviously, there's a lot of health concerns mm-hmm. with how tall he is and his weight, seven two two twenty. But. You know, it's a it's a type of player you never see. You rarely see a player Just like this. A generational type talent. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? So, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't I'm work like, out. Guy. I mean, you put him in the right organization, give him the right minutes, you coach him the right way. Mm-hmm. Dude, how can you stop a seven two guard? Yeah. I mean, you you ne- people think that Ben Simmons, let alone he's six ten, he's very big for a point guard. Some say he's too big to be a point guard. You think a guy like Bull Bull, who's seven two at point guard, you're gonna have problems. Nah, but Ben Simmons ain't playing point guard anymore. Well, we'll we'll get into that in the, in the <laughs> later. Different episode. Different episode. So with, I think with the uh, ten or eleven trades we've broken down, we've been a hundred percent on unanimous. Mm-hmm. Did Move. you did you think the what do you say for the KZO Paul? You think the Thunder? No, he's yeah. not even on that team anymore, right? No, you I said think, the Heat, right? I said the Heat win that. Right. Right. Um, I think I think this we we might split on this. I don't know. So moving on, we have Toronto and mm-hmm. Um, Toronto receives Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second round pick. Mm-hmm. Antonio receives Goran Dragic. And a 2022 first round pick. So first round picks, you never underestimate the value of those. I mean, you play your cards right, and let's just say the Raptors, and they're not having a pretty year this year. Um, mm-hmm. the 34 and 27, not bad. They're playing team, but who knows? They could injuries could hit them late in the year. They don't make the playoffs. That's a it's a lottery pick. In exchange for Batty Young and Drew Eubanks, so I'm I'm looking at this in the sense of, you know, February 10th. That was that wasn't even a month ago. Drew Eubanks is not on the Raptors anymore. He's actually with Portland, and obviously yeah. Goran Dragic is not with the it's Spurs. Exactly. So I'm kind of looking at this like Thaddeus Young and a second for a first, right? Mm-hmm. And in the sense of who who actually maintained in the place where they got dealt, mm-hmm. I I this is a close one, right? Because Thaddeus Young, right? He's he's okay. I he mean, could fill a role, but 
Very well. Really nothing special. Been in the league for 14 years. 14 I mean, Um, he, he brings in that veteran expertise. He chopped up the Nets the other night. Oh, my <laughs> God. That was... I would... But from the sense of what what got kept, I would say the Spurs. Because it, for that first round pick, I, I think that's really I think that makes or breaks this deal. Really, I think San Antonio wins, just because what Thaddeus Young is providing for Toronto is very slim. The yeah. second pick probably mm-hmm. anywhere, but yeah, a twenty-two that's unprotected. By the way, forgot mm-hmm. some protected. So who knows what how, how the Raptors end this year? So that could I think that whoever San Antonio drafts with that pick. Will do more for them than Thaddeus Young has done for his franchise. That's true. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'm I'm gonna skip over this Aaron Holiday deal. It was just Aaron Holiday for cash. Don't don't think that's gonna um affect any franchises. <laughs> the the Suns win. They get the Aaron Holiday for for just straight money. For money. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go over this Hornets Wizards trade, and then we'll go to uh. The Suns Pacers. In this Hornets deal, mm-hmm. um, the Hornets received Montrezl Harrell, former sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. In return, uh, they gave up. Washington uh, received uh, Vernon Carey Jr., Ish Smith, and a 2023 20, second round pick that was previously owned mm-hmm. by, by Boston. Mm-hmm. This one is brutal. This... I think... Me personally. Um, this is bank robbery. I think it was. I think people were underestimating the value of Montrezl Harrell. I mean, the big man situation. I mean, I watch a lot of Hornets games. I, you know, I love watching them. I'm a big Lamelo Ball fan. Um, mm. so Mason Plumley. Do not get me wrong. He is a very he's he's a good center. Don't uh-huh. know if he's the starting center you want to have if you're trying to be in a, you know, like. Above like past rebuilding, mm-hmm. Charlotte's a very young team. When you have core pieces like Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges, and Lamelo Ball, you want to, mm. you know, get those guys to become better. James Booknight, JT Thor, and Kelly Oubre. Like you want to start winning. So I think what they did here, giving away Ish Smith and Vernon Carey, Vernon Carey has been doing nothing for Washington. You want to you want to bring in a big that can be there with those guys for for years to come. Exactly. For a couple years. And you know, Ishmith, uh, he what did he he would be the probably the fourth point guard, maybe. Yeah. Right? Because you got Lamelo, Terry, if you want to put in Book Knight. Yeah. I I and, just I don't know what Washington was thinking. I mean Montrezl Harrell is twenty eight. Super athletic, considering he's six seven. As a yeah. seven. he was playing like it, like early on in the season, like a week in, he was playing like an MVP. He Remember was. That? Some people, uh, people were thinking that. For yeah. instance, Charlotte, Miami. This happened February seventeenth. Montreal mm-hmm. gave you twenty four points and um, nine rebounds. Yeah. On the, the- year, fourteen and seven. That's a very good big man. That's your new starting. He doesn't start. Which annoys me. Mason Plumlee's still starting. He but, should. My, I mean, 
don't know. I, I don't know if he should, but you what Braga's thinking? But I, I think Charlotte wins this by by mile. Mm. I mean, who's there? Who's there for right now? The Hornets. Um, Bridges. Now, who plays the three? Pretty sure it's Ubre. Mm. Yeah. Forgot about Ubre. I'm not gonna lie. He's been doing. He's been doing bits for that team. You see the video of Montrezl Harrell playing in like some, some random league of him shattering the backboard. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Vernon Carey ain't shattering nothing. That's well, all I gotta say. <laughs> we got we got a few more picks to go, uh, trades to go over. So we have a four team trade now. Big one. Um, do you want to talk about this one? Sure, I'll, I'll go over this one. So we'll start. It, so we'll start with the the defending champs. As much as I, as much as I do not like this team, the Milwaukee Bucks received Serge Ibaka, a second rounder from the Sacramento Kings, a second second rounder from the Detroit Pistons, and cash considerations from the LA Clippers. The LA Clippers received in this deal, Rodney Hood, semi. Ojalay and Vanja Marivonich from Sacramento. Um, keep in mind, uh, Vanya Marinkovich, he's not in the league anymore. He um got waived by the Clippers moments after he was sent off by Sacramento. But you never know; you might see. Damn, you don't like the Clippers that much. Like so, now you see him and you recognize him. Just pay for his groceries. He's he's probably not doing well right now. <laughs> if you see him out in street clothes on the streets, you know why. This time the on the clock bo- uh, boys said, "What's up?" Yeah, yeah, we're we're wishing him the best. The best. So continue. What does Sacramento get? Sac the Sacramento Kings received Dante Divincenzo from the Bucks, Josh Jackson from the Pistons. Trey Lyles from Detroit as well. David Minchinu from the Clippers. And the second round pick from Detroit. Finally, the Pistons received the former third overall pick, Marvin Bagley. Second rounder. Second round pick, actually. My fault. Yeah. Marvin Bagley. Mr. Over Luka Doncic. I feel bad for that man. That's the only thing he's gonna be looked at. Is. Um, I think breakdown. I think a good way to start this with four teams is to break down the top players that they received. Mm-hmm. So obviously Milwaukee getting Serge Ibaka, Clippers getting Rodney Hood, and the Kings getting Dante Divincenzo, and Detroit getting Bagley. I think right now the best player out of all of those. Well, first we'll bring it down to two. It's Serge Ibaka or Dante DiVincenzo. That's okay. I personally think it's Serge Ibaka just because I think the way he fits into that Milwaukee system as a stretch five who's very good defensively, I think that is a piece that they didn't know they needed. Mm-hmm. And the absence of Brooke Lopez this year, Bobby Portis has been doing his absolute best. and having. Ex- he, he's been balling. As, as much as I don't like to say it, he's been playing good. I mean – his he has a gritty mentality. 
he'll get in your face when they're down 25 and he'll act like he has a triple double. Um, he's a he's a spark plug guy. He's a very spark plug guy. And he's a five who Mike Budenhoser. Mike Budenhoser is a big defensive minded guy. But he's turned Bobby Portis into a shooter because before Milwaukee, Bobby Portis was on the Knicks and he was not a shooter on the Knicks. Budenhoser took him in, like, yeah, we're going to turn you into a shooter. And he's done that with Ibaka. Ibaka's had a very good shooting year this year. Mm-hmm. And a short spurt with the uh, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins this. I'm going to stop rambling. I'll let you say your piece. But I think Milwaukee wins this one. Yeah, you know, M- Milwaukee also getting those two first-round picks. You know, as a Nets fan, picks are hard to come by. So... Whenever I see draft picks, I, I get a little, a little excited. <laughs> um, a guy who you didn't touch on that I'll 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 say a couple words for uh, Marvin Bagley. You know, this man took a lot of heat in Sacramento for not checking into the game when Luke Walton told him to. Um, just another guy who didn't want to be in, in the, for, be around that poverty franchise. He he's making Tyrese look like an absolute king right now, um, but and really, really young, only twenty two years old, only been in the league for three years, really never gotten the chance to to shine, right? Prove himself, yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, in a Pistons team, that's They're obviously, young. yeah, that's obviously young, and in the midst of a rebuild, trying to rebuild around Cade. You know, who knows what he can become. Uh, become. Exactly. Obviously, the Kings getting a lot of pieces too. Dante, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles. And um, actually, something we didn't say. This man, David Minchunu, uh, he's actually not in the league either. Yeah. this. He's um he's playing French basketball right now. Oh, that's, that's, that's fun. He, he, he's still hooping, but, you know. Not in America, not in the NBA. Um, yeah, I I think I would say I would. Ooh, this is a close one. Um, uh, in the long run, I mean, this is a lot of what ifs, but I I want to say the Pistons because I want to see Marvin Bagley do good. I want to see Marvin Bagley flourish in a different system than the one he was okay. stuck in. Right, you know, in in it may not, you know, it may not, it may not work out, you know. Ultimately, like you said, the Bucks could end up being the winners, but I'll say the Pistons because that's what I want to see happen. Okay, I respect that. Um, we have, I think, we have three more trades to go over. Um, mm-hmm. so this one, it's a very short deal. Um. Very random, but it's uh, Boston and Houston. Um, Daniel Tice comes back to a Boston. And in return, Houston receives Dennis Schroeder, Enos Freedom, and Bruno Fernando. Instantly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop off Bruno Fernando because I know he's not going to do anything for Houston. <laughs> Daniel Tice is a very good big man. Undersized, mm-hmm. but he's a rim protector. He can shoot the ball pretty efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Boston needs that um, as they, you know, Robert Williams is looking like a young stud. Mm-hmm. He can't shoot, but he's a super, he's freakishly athletic. He's quick and he can, you know, protect the rim. 
very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel Tice is what Boston really needs. Um, I personally think that Marcus Smart is a good player, but I just don't think he's that point guard that you want on a championship team. Mm-hmm. Not saying Schroeder is either, but I do like Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Enos Freedom, he's a good big man. Don't know what, um, you yeah. know what they have planned for him. Um, for me, one more second. thing I want to say: uh, they waived him. They waived Dennis Freedom. No way. Uh, yeah, he's not on the team. So it's just Schroeder and Tice. Yeah. Did they? Is Fernando still on with the team? I think so. Yeah, but he's he's not really playing. Yeah, he's he's not getting minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brandon still on the uh. On the Rockets, yeah. I mean, who, yeah. I, who like, do you have a clear winner of this trade? Because I feel like, no, I mean, because I feel like you can't really compare a point guard and a and a big man. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm, I I personally I personally don't mind shooter. I like shooter as a player. I I think he's a very good player. I think he's really underappreciated. He gets the job done. He does. He's giving you fourteen. 14- 14 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists a night. I mean, yeah. Considering he's not their starting guard, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they don't start him. Yeah, he comes off the bench. 30 minutes, but. I mean, I don't. He's a six man. I don't hate it. Considering he's been. Yeah, he has been a six man his entire career. So, starting job's pretty tough to, you know, just come into as a 28 year old. Mm -hmm. I think Houston wins this. I think Houston. Likes what they have in Christian Wood, I think they like what they have in Jalen Green as a as a two guard. I think Schroeder. I a- mean, yeah. If, if listen, if you're if you're the Rockets in this situation, right, and you're saying you you obviously you trust Christian Wood to be the big man of the future, you're obviously not seeing anything with Tice, and you need another ball handler ball handler to come off the bench. Sure, why not? This is this is a smart move. I think, I think, and you're getting like an underappreciated guy in Schroeder. The value of Daniel Tice, like, come yeah. on, yeah, I like it. So, who do you think wins this? I say Houston. Yeah, I like Houston for the sole purpose of Schroeder. Yeah, uh, I'm not even looking at Cantor Fernando. Yeah, second to last trade, we got to break down. Um, I'll let you do the last one. Um, All right. Also includes the Celtics and also the Spurs. Um, the Celtics receive Derek White, and San Antonio receives Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, a 2022 first round pick, and a 2028 first round pick swap. Um, for those of you who don't know what a first round pick swap is, is essentially if the Spurs want their pick back, then Boston's they gotta trade picks. So San Antonio would be like, listen. Our twenty twenty first round pick could be the twenty fifth overall, and your and the Boston's could be like ninth. Yeah, we want that pick. You take our pick back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll go over this one. Yeah. Um, personally, obviously, we're getting a lot of picks, and the Celtics getting Derek White, Derek White, who. Is a, is a good player, a solid player, you know. Um, a good shooter, right? Pretty young, hasn't been in the league for that long. Um, right now, I think he, I think he is coming off the bench, right? 
Derek White? Yeah. Yeah. For and then you're getting and then you're giving up. What are you giving up? Josh Richardson, who's a bench piece, and Romeo Lanford. Romeo Lanford, who didn't really play. He's oh. young. He has that upside of potential. But right now he's in his second year, right? Yeah. Yeah. For right now. Yeah. Yeah. It got pretty good value for a guy like yeah. and a guy like Romeo Lanford. Yeah, right now. Right now, I'd say the Celtics because in Derek White's first game with the Celtics, he played pretty good. He banged a couple threes. Um, so obviously the Celtics think they're getting a guy in him. Uh, but who knows what that first round or the two first rounders for the Spurs become, right? Mm-hmm. Those could be two young developmental pieces that will help them win in the future. So, so yeah. I would I – would, Right now, I would say the Celtics. Yeah, but if you're if you're saying who do you think was this trade three years from now, oh, I think first yeah. Romeo Langford hopefully is situated in the league. He's yeah. with the guys he's working with around San Antonio, and obviously two first round picks. I mean, we're not gonna. I'll never complain about that. Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna undervalue the uh, first round picks. So Thomas, take us away with the last pick. The last pick. There's the last, a lot of emotional connection here. The last pick for me. This, um, between this. the Dallas Mavericks and the Washington Wizards. So the Dallas Mavericks will be receiving Spencer Dinwiddie to pair up with their Luka Doncic and Davis Bertans. And the Washington Wizards receive Kristaps Porzingis and the 2022 second round pick. Now, I think go ahead. No, you can go. You go. I cut you off. You go. All right. Personally, like I said, Nets fan. Not 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 the biggest fan of Dinwiddie and how things and the departing of everything that went down. I knew he wasn't going to come back to the Nets after his injury, but we really got a bag of chips for him. Um. And during his time in Washington, I really can't recall anything that he did that really caused him to stand out. Um, Davis Bertans, obviously, he was a top three three-point shooter in the three-point contest a couple of years back. But, you know, other than that, he's really been kind of injured. Wishy-washy, hasn't really done a whole lot. Meanwhile, the Wizards... Getting from Dallas, a guy who personally, another guy who I have a connection to because of fantasy basketball, Christoph Porzingis, has been on my team the past two years. Um, he's another guy who's very injured, but personally, when I play, when he plays, I think he's great. He's a center who could shoot, he could play inside. He's really a guy who, really a modern type of big, who mm-hmm. can do do anything you ask, right? You know, obviously, there's the drama concerns of him wanting to be that the guy, right? And, you know, with Bradley Beal out there in Washington for the year, there's no really that guy there, right? Besides mm-hmm. Kuzma, who's having sort of like a breakout year this year. Porzingis has an opportunity, if he ever comes back, to 
really show that he can play with the best of them, best of the bigs in the league before the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And you're also receiving a 2022 second. Um, personally, I think the Wizards win this, right? Uh, I'm with you on that. You know, I'll let you. I'll let you talk. I don't really think Dinwiddie or Davis Bertans really elevate the 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 Mavericks in the biggest way possible. I don't think it helps them as much as it helps the Wizards getting Porzingis. Yeah. So that's my that's my uh, what I have to say. I'll let you go. So uh, a point that I'm gonna bring up. Um, I, I essentially agree with everything you said. Kristaps Porzingis, when he's healthy, is a very good big man to have, considering he's seven foot three and he can shoot very, very well. Um, mm. On the year, he's averaging nineteen points and seven rebounds. I mean, as a guy who's seven three, you kind of expect him to get you seven, eight rebounds a night. But nineteen points, and the way he gets those nineteen points, isn't from catching it off of a bounce pass when he's on the block and laying it up. He's taking mid ranges. He's attempting three pointers. He's taking public fadeaways. Those are hard earned points. Like exactly hard earned points. Um, you know, in his last five games, he hasn't played against January 29th. Um, oh, that's brutal. That is brutal. But a game, uh, the past week on January 23rd against Memphis, he had 15 points, uh, eight rebounds, and six blocks, which shows that. On some given nights, he could get you some blocks. And I think Washington really mm-hmm. is missing on that, considering they shipped off Montrezl Harrell to Charlotte. As for Spencer Dinwiddie on the Dallas side, the last thing Dallas needs is a guard. You have Luka Doncic, who is a generational, one-of-a-kind player, mm-hmm. already being compared. Undoubtedly. No him. question. He's a 6'7 guard who can... He's not he's not the quickest guy in the court, but he could he could break down any person. Yeah. Corner yeah. from you know it's Luca Magic. He does things we've never seen. So I just I just don't think this is a smart move for Dallas. I know Dallas wasn't really at least Dallas fans didn't like what Porzingis was doing. But I, I think Washington wins this by a long shot. And the pick. Yeah. It, who who doesn't like picks? <laughs> So, obviously, the elephant in the room. There was one other trade that went down. Um, but we will go over that one in the next episode. I mean, we'll 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 say the trade. Yeah, so yeah. We'll we'll go. We'll do our analysis in the next one. So, obviously, the Philadelphia 76ers receiving James Harden and Paul Millsap from the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets receiving. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2022 first-round pick as well. Oh, no, 2027 first-round pick. My my fault. Two firsts and three players. So. Don't give away too much. Yeah. But just know that that's what, you, that's what we're leaving you with. Yeah. And you're in leaving you from a Brooklyn Nets fan who is going to have a field day. I have an f- absolute field day with this. So, who knows? Tears may be shed. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it it felt good to be back. Felt good talking basketball again. Of course. Um. Yeah. Look forward to looking forward to more episodes. 
Hopefully, we'll be on a better schedule than posting once every eight months. Yeah, yeah. We say we're going to talk about the, the Harden trade six hopefully, months later. I, yeah, hopefully. He's on another team again. He requested another trade. Yeah. Uh, no, it, we'll, we'll be back. I promise we'll be back with another soon. Of course. Um. Yeah, looking forward to it. Always a pleasure having you, Gio. Of course, thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Appreciate y'all for, uh, you know, listening to us ramble on for. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. If you listen to the whole thing, props to you. We love y'all. And if you're if you're coming back after our eight months disappearance, we love you guys. We love we love every single one of you listening. Listening. There's always man. Signing off. Podcast. We'll see you in the uh, James Harden dissection. It's it's a banger. Expect the banger. Yeah, always. Only bangers. Of course. We only produce bangers. (laughs) All right. In the next one. Peace. Peace.